0: and we thought we were recording but we didn't have the laptop plugged in so then it skipped yeah like it didn't have enough, power, didn't have enough to power to record from all the mics yeah <laughs> it's been so we lost the whole a whole interview. a whole interview that was it's really good 40. okay all right Wrong day. we're ready we're good now Welcome to another episode of Gem Junkies. I'm Brecken
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: And we are at the AGTA Gem Fair here in Tucson and interviewing somebody I'm super excited about.
1: Yeah, so we have Kimberly Overland from GIA.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of big time. Like, GIA is a big deal. <laughs> Right?
1: Yeah. So welcome.
0: Welcome. Yeah. Hi, welcome. So GIA is the Gemological Institute of America. It's where Jonathan and I both got our graduate gemology degrees from. And as did I. As did you. I would assume so. Yeah. I would. Well, I would hope so. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tell us, I guess, a little bit about what you do for GIA and uh, how you kind of started there. Okay. So I'm currently the Dean of
2: Students at GIA, Mm -hmm. and I've been in that role for 10 years now. Wow. Um, It's a really exciting job for me, actually. So... I get to come to these shows and I graduated 20 years ago and when you both say that GI is special to you and um, it's special to everyone that graduates. Yes. And so I come and I have classmates that I graduated with 20 years ago and they all still dream about being on campus and their experience and the, everything that they've learned and uh, how they've used it since they've graduated, which is really fun for me to see because I stand at the booth and I get to hear all the wonderful stories.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: I landed on GI's doorstep in 1998, really knowing nothing about the jewelry industry or GIA, frankly, I um, heard about it and I thought what a fun time it would be in Southern California and uh, learning about something really kind of beautiful and exciting.
0: So you had no background in jewelry at all before just looking up the course and saying, this sounds fun. Absolutely.
2: None, none. I landed here and my parents dropped me off and I sort of felt like a kid again that had been dropped off at summer camp where they left and I was just in this new place and had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but from day one, I was in the classroom and, you know, you remember probably uh-huh. diamonds and stone papers and tweezers and the microscope. And since then, it just has all fit together for me.
0: Yeah, that's great. And so you you got your degree. And then what did you do?
2: <laughs> well, to be honest, going through the program, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, uh-huh. and, I, and so I convinced myself and my parents that I needed to stay at GIA and learn more.
0: Um, Good.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: Nice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I then took the graduate jeweler program uh-huh. and I was on the bench. I I remember showing him in class the first day and my nails were like painted red and they <laughs> put like a saw and a torch and like, you know, yeah, thing, uh, files in my hands and my nails were ruined, but I was having the best time and I learned so much. So I learned to set stones and I learned to just manufacture jewelry from the ground up and, and just had a much deeper appreciation for the entire industry, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, How amazing is that that you... Basically, from, from the beginning of your education, just really enjoyed the education part of it and just learning and a thirst for knowledge. I think that's the important part of GIA and the unique
2: part of GIA.
0: Yeah. Oftentimes
2: people go to traditional schools or different schools and, and it's about the outcome and you learn and you trudge through and you get through and, and you probably enjoy a lot of the learning, but GIA, I think, is just different. It's, it's an entire experience rather than just an education. Like,
0: yeah. Can, so when did you start working for GIA? <laughs> After you finished all the courses they offer? That's or right.
1: yeah. There was nowhere else I to go, but you them. wanted to stay.
0: Yeah. I think
2: it was like a fixture at that point. Yeah. And I thought, we'll just keep her. And yeah. that is actually yeah. true what happened. So uh-huh. I, again, I didn't know what I was going to do. And I see you see so many people passionate about what their path, their career path. And I didn't have a passion for a particular path, so I was grateful that I applied for a job at GIA, and I was hired essentially in sales for education. So uh-huh. I think at the time it was education recruitment specialist. And um, but I was going to all the shows, the huge shows, the small little mom and pop shows, and. Um, that's really where I learned so much more about the industry. I had the opportunity to meet so many people, you know, oftentimes I was one of just a very few people representing GIA. And uh-huh. as you know, people love GIA. So they would come and they would talk to me and, and they would teach me and, um, and I would learn from conversations. Um, so it was, it was a really amazing immersion into the, the industry in a different way. I think, yeah. Than, than
1: yeah. Than most yeah people. A very non-traditional right. entrance, which is cool.
0: Yeah, it is cool. We, uh, so we have a lot of listeners that are probably similar to you in your situation where they have no family background, which is which is odd for our industry because most people are born into it. Yeah, it's I, very generational. I wasn't born into it. I married into it. But still, there's that family connection. And you just saying, hey, I'm passionate about this. I want to go try it and then just stick it around GIA for 20, 20 years. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's, been, it's pretty amazing. It has been an amazing
2: path. And it is very, the industry is very, um, like you're saying, family-oriented and it's uh-huh. generational. And, But I think more and more people are coming from outside the industry. They know that it's a career path or they know at least there's an education to get them somewhere that not is, that is non-traditional. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. and education is key. I mean, especially when you're walking around the the Tucson Gem Fairs, if you don't have an understanding of what something is, and almost what the I know GIA doesn't talk about the value of things, but but also uh, to know where it is, to know where it comes from, to know the rarity of it, um, then you're kind of lost. True. You need a, right. you need that foundation of knowledge. Yes. Which yeah. is which yeah. is exciting that GIA offers it. And anybody, it's its attainable for anybody,
1: right? I was going to say, so at this point, we probably should just hop in there where, if someone wants to find out more about GIA and wants to possibly take a class or at least find out about classes, where should they go?
2: Well, definitely our website. Mm-hmm. So, gia.edu. Perfect. Um, and we are, while we're a large corporation and institute and we offer many things we also are very um, personal so if you go to the website you'll definitely find information for our admissions team or our career services team and so they will really take somebody personally and walk them through and find out exactly what they want to do what their passion is why they made the phone call why they reached out and um, and take that personally rather than just finding all the information online
1: Great, great, and then something else to mention is is that GIA courses I think are very fairly priced, but for some people it's a it's a it's a it is a it's, stretch,
0: it's, yeah. it's a
1: stretch and it's a it's is there is there opportunities for them for scholarships and also for financial aid is that is that is that available?
2: Absolutely. Um, so this year, two thousand twenty. Um, we will be giving away two million dollars in scholarship. Wow. Oh
0: my gosh. That's wow. pretty incredible. I it's... actually just got chilled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we did that last year also. So we understand that you know they're very deserving people that really just need help in, in funding their education. And mm-hmm. so it's it's really wow rewarding to see the scholarships go out yeah um and to, to see those students come onto campus or even through distance education to talk to them over the phone or have them come in for you know a shorter a shorter lab class and just their their gratitude and their passion and the sparkle in their eye and you know that they're going to make a difference in the industry
1: okay. absolutely and and i have a lot of friends in the industry who are currently looking for educated people and they're they're hard to find so i, I definitely think from a from a job aspect there's Definitely the job. Is there. The demand is there. Yeah, we just need to get those people educated. And it's, that's amazing. I didn't even realize I knew you had scholarship programs, but I didn't realize it was that that much. That's, that. that's that's amazing. Um and and so if they're interested in a scholarship and applying where again just to the website. Our
2: website, we have if you search our our, our website's often easier to search through rather than you know, click through. Okay. So there's a search bar, and if you type in scholarships, it'll take you directly to that page. Again, Perfect. our scholarships team it will walk them through. They'll tell them, you know, sort of Guide them on what to include in their essay and their reference letters, uh-huh. those types of things. That's awesome, great. awesome. We also our our programs, our longer programs, the six month programs, are eligible for federal financial aid. Oh, great! And actually, even um, VA funding. So the nine eleven um, oh. funding. Nice. funding, and we have more and more students taking advantage of that as well. That's great. That's
1: great. That's great. And then we should also talk about, I mean, obviously the main campus is in Carlsbad in California. How many campuses do you have worldwide?
2: Uh, We have several campuses worldwide. The number has recently changed, so I think we have around 13 campuses worldwide. Wow. Um, Carlsbad's our headquarters. We also have a campus in New York, um, but in India and Bangkok
0: and um, Hong Kong, and so... There are opportunities all around the world. London. Yeah. Jonathan and I both did our, we got our GIA in Bangkok. Oh, that's fun. where we went. Yeah. On yeah. We were. In Bangkok. We, and, and when you talk about just wanting to relive the dream of, <laughs> of uh, going to GIA in Bangkok every day, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like take me back to Bangkok.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And we, I, and it's kind of cool too, is that I, I go into a lot of special events with, with jewelers and, and, uh, and their family businesses. And they're like, my son is going to go to the Bangkok campus. And I was like, just, just because there is, like, if you love color, yes. I don't think there is a better place to go to.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely right. That's
1: than, than Bangkok.
2: Yes. And I we, think that more students should yeah. engage in that. Like, yeah. Bangkok is where you're going to find so much education outside of GIA courses, just in your daily life.
0: Yeah.
1: And probably something we should clarify is no matter where you take GIA classes, they're pretty much all taught in English.
2: They are taught in English yeah. um, and the curriculum is identical. So yeah. every student, no matter where they are around the world, comes out with the same
0: education, same diploma. Yeah. yeah.
1: So don't be, don't be scared nope. that, to go somewhere else. They, it will be taught in I, English. The,
0: the only tie I know is my cow jai, which is I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. And I actually am interested in how you went from uh, recruitment to Dean of Students
2: um, well, I was very fortunate in my path through GIA. At, at some point, I stopped um, in recruitment, and I was managing career services, their career services department. Uh-huh. And they GIA does a spends a lot of time and energy in helping students chart their path, um, because everyone will graduate, you know, with the same diploma, but the paths are just yeah. limitless. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, Um, so they, they helped them. So I was fortunate to be able to manage that department where we were helping students write their resumes and, you know, hone their interview skills and really just understand where they were going to take their education to really benefit them and to reach their career goals. Mm -hmm. Um, and in doing that, I learned so much about all the jobs in the jewelry industry because I was talking to employers and finding out what they wanted and what skills they wanted and what type of personalities they wanted to fill their roles. Uh, So I thought, well, I should work in the industry. I got intrigued to branch out from GIA. So I did. And I went to Chicago and Uh I was working in custom production. So um, just really, actually, I didn't have any any experience in the industry in doing that. But I had managed restaurants before and I had my graduate jeweler diploma. Uh So I was hired to manage bench jewelers, really, in custom production.
0: Wow. Um
2: and that was really eye opening and fun and yeah. I learned a lot there. Um, and I also worked for another uh, larger manufacturing custom manufacturing company, the Casting House. Um and then I had the opportunity to come back to GIA and GIA always felt like home, oh. you know, I missed it when I was gone and I was gone for four years. I learned so much and um, they were looking for to fill the role and, and I was fortunate enough to yeah. be
0: given the opportunity. And so what, take us through your day as Dean of Students. What do you do? Um,
2: it's always exciting. Uh-huh. So it, it ranges. Um, students always keep us on our toes. Yeah. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we we really, our mission is to ensure that the students are really having the best experience they can uh-huh. and that um, they're adhering to policies and mm-hmm. um, maintaining their academic status that they should. And then understanding if they're not, then how do we, you know, re Repath them. Yeah, um, I also oversee career services now, so that's very exciting for us. Uh-huh. Um, we do career fairs, and I'm I'm really involved in all of those things where where we reach out to the industry, and the industry comes together, and they help us put on a, an event for the students um, by you know speaking to them and by coaching them, and, and really coming in and recruiting during our events. Um, and then on a daily basis, we also are always looking for fun things for the students to do. You know, they're all away from their homes and their yep. families, and they're here planted, uh, you know, on our campus. So we do fun things like a summer luau, or we do um, a Halloween party,
0: just different yeah. things. Like yeah. That. I, I mean, it's a beautiful campus. My sister lived in Carlsbad for a little while. And so I never, but I have never been to the Carlsbad well, campus. Well, you have to come visit. I have to yeah. come visit. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's that... funny. I drove past it to go to Legoland, yeah. but, <laughs> <Everyone does>. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not actually been to the campus. Bangkok, yes. New York, yes. Carlsbad, no. I I have to come. Yeah. Carlsbad is very different than those other campuses. It's yeah. our
2: headquarters, so we have the luxury of a lot of space. Space. Carlsbad. Yes. Um, it overlooks the ocean we have display cases everywhere yeah Um, we have it's a really beautiful campus
0: yeah it is it is oh yeah well it is it's southern california it's beautiful what more could you want yeah
2: you're so close now you have to come Yeah. Yeah. yeah so
0: what are some of the career paths that you have seen students take that are maybe uh less traditional so less going back and working in the jewelry store or becoming a gem dealer. What are some of those career paths that you see students taking? I think that's happening so much more mm-hmm. these days. The
2: newer generation is is looking to make their own paths. Yeah, um, obviously you, you're huge examples of that <laughs> <laughs> but with our podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but the the it's changing so uh-huh. much. So some of the less traditional. Um, well, I think that. Students are always looking for an adventure now. Mm-hmm. So, strangely, you know, the cruise ship industry yeah. is very exciting for, especially when you're young and people are just out. And, and I think that um, our graduates don't always know the value of sales. Yeah, It's what our industry is all about, right? Yeah. So, um, that is a more exciting. Sales career path that people could take. Um, they're doing things like um, influencers. Yes, uh, yep, yeah. we deal. know quite a
0: few of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's changing the way that um, the jewelry industry is marketed. Really, absolutely. So it, I
0: think it, it's happening so fast. Yeah. To- and the cool thing is, there's there's knowledge behind the influence too that absolutely. that they know exactly what they're talking about and the right way to communicate mm-hmm. that and the uh, proper terminology and to make it up front for the consumer so the consumer knows everything which is I right. think great
1: right i think that's one of the things that the jewelry industry hadn't done well for for a long time and has been doing much better is transparency and and communicating the language and communicating what things are i think has been much better in the, the recent years, especially in color. Uh, I mean, diamond has always been much much simpler, but the color world, I think it, it it's, a, it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, it is. It is,
2: and I think the consumer wants to know different things than generations past. They might yeah. not, they'll eventually care about the four Cs when they're looking for um, the value and to really purchase it, but to inspire them to want to purchase is, I think, a different message. Yeah.
0: So influencers, cruise ships... It's really funny because Jonathan and I were on a cruise ship and and the people in the in the showroom were all graduate gemologists. They were all graduate gemologists, yes. which was I mean, which was great because typically on cruise ships you wouldn't think that, but but it extends and and, it, and they did a wonderful job communicating what they were selling, too. Yeah,
1: it made a made it made a big difference and made made them made the customers more comfortable buying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you have those two letters behind your name, G G, G I A, and because uh, <laughs> you got to put the little G I A thing. In. You can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but there's parentheses around my face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it it actually gives you uh, footing in the industry, and that's what Frank, uh, my father in law, said. He said when he was starting the business, he didn't have the ability or the time to get his GG. He took the courses, but he didn't have the time to do the lab work. And that's why he sent us away. He said, you're going on campus, you're going to be immersed in it, and you're going to get it done, and then come back. And it was a, it was a wonderful treat for us. And I think with our generation, almost a necessity. Uh, they are, The older generation learned you know, boots on the ground the hard way going through it and we have the luxury of an education that's streamlined put together and concise enough that when we go out into the into the real world we're competent so yeah. i don't know I, I love gia i do wish i could go back <laughs> i have thought i have you know i i'm a planner so if this happens i'll go do this or if this happens i'll go do this and i thought like if i if we no longer did what we do that I would love to teach at GIA. Mm-hmm. I would love to be a teacher at GIA out on the at the London campus. Yeah. But of I've course. already picked my campus. She's picked
1: her campus.
0: <laughs> We're always looking for yeah. qualified instructors. There we go. So you know, maybe when I retire from the gym business I'll go and I'll teach at GIA in London. There you go. Life goals. Life goals. <laughs> Life goals. You'll keep your resume on file. Okay, I'll send it in. <laughs> Just don't let Frank hear that. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so you came into the jewelry industry with no jewelry background or influence. What was your first memory of a piece of jewelry or a gemstone?
2: <laughs> well, I thought about this, um, and I had my grandmother, my father's mother, had a lot of siblings, like I think there were 13. Oh my gosh. And we would see them f- periodically and uh, we had our fancy great aunt Eleanor mm-hmm. and we only saw her a couple of times a year, but every time we saw her, we would get so excited because we knew that she, my, my sister and I, she would give us this bag of costume jewelry and we got to dig through it. And uh-huh. that was just so exciting to us. And, you know, my sister and I would fight over things. We'd bargain, we'd uh, barter with each other. Yeah, you get this um, if I right. get these too. I get those yeah. Two, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was probably my first real excitement about uh-huh. jewelry. But my mother was always, my mother loved diamonds. She still loves diamonds and gold and, or platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother's Vietnamese, and she grew up during the war. And, and actually, they didn't um, put their money in banks a lot. Yeah. So they would buy diamonds and gold. Yeah. And so, so when they needed money for things, they would then sell those things back. So it's just been her lifestyle really yeah. she always wanted to acquire diamonds and gold so when i was young you know i started buying like gold rings and i had them on every finger when yeah. i was a teenager just wanted <laughs> gold rings and earrings and, and i remember overhearing my mom's um friend asking like why does she buy all those little pieces when she could just buy something really nice and and it just struck with you know something yeah. in me and i thought well why don't i like i have all these little things like i could just buy something really beautiful so when I was a teenager, I, that's when I sort of started thinking about the value and yeah. um, understanding why something costs what it did and, and mm-hmm. really just being more strategic about my purchases. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of a natural fit when I heard about GIA. I thought, oh, I love jewelry. Surely yeah. there's something for me there. Yeah.
0: And Southern California. Yeah. It's, it is crazy because you, I mean, I didn't grow up in the industry either, but my mother, like your mother had a passion for jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I was always in the jewelry store, but on the other side of the counter, not selling or anything like that. And I remember sitting with Eddie, her jeweler, and just like, oh, being so bored and wandering around the the store and looking through all the showcases and and just getting like super excited about it. And I remember when I met Jonathan and I, I heard about this world, I didn't really know it existed. Like, I had no idea that there was this behind the scenes. The behind the curtain. Yeah, <laughs> gem world. And I, you know, I could name all of the gemstones. I knew all of the gemstones. I came with a, a passion for it because my mom had that passion mm-hmm. too. And, and it seemed like such a natural fit. It's kind of funny how things find us, mm-hmm. you know, how we kind of just go where we're meant to be. Which is exciting. And it's exciting to know that there are
2: other opportunities. I think Mm -hmm. we're so grateful. I mean, GIA is so grateful that there are people that are also speaking about GIA or bringing people in to, to really show people that there's this, this whole industry yeah. that really could benefit anyone. You know, I always say that doesn't matter if you love jewelry or not. I mean, you'll, I think that you'll find a passion for it once you enter this industry. Yeah. But if you're just, if you love marketing or if you are into it or if you're technical or scientific or, or a designer, you know, there's just something for everyone in yes. this industry. And if you just know how to get there, if you know where to start mm-hmm. GIS education, I think um, will intrigue many people because it's, it's the basis of, the industry yeah you take that plus your personal passion and um
0: really make something big yeah well we we're huge on education obviously jonathan and i are both gd ggs paul our production manager is Um, marty who works for us in sales we have isaac who's in our stone department that's completing his course right now um and then this week stephanie just looked at me and she said you know I think I want to get my GG. And and we said, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> well, that's well, the other thing we haven't talked about. You can do it through distance education.
2: Yeah. So you don't actually have to go to a campus. Mm-hmm. You can study at home for you know, on your own. Path. Yes. Um, there are time frames that you must stick to, but um, they're they're quite generous. And then you like you mentioned earlier, you just go for 3 1-week lab classes and that will be your hands-on portion. Yeah. You can do
0: it you can On your do it
2: time. so I'm the marketing portion for Parlay. So for me to be able to speak about the actual gemstone in in my own verbiage or my perspective and to be able to tell their story at the same time helps that transition and I think that's what will help us do a new phase of education and the value of color gemstones.
0: Yeah, so we we'll get her signed up. Yeah. Start with Colored Stone Essentials. There we that's go. Going. We're going for it. We're going for it. Yeah. You know so, where to find the GI booth. Yeah, yeah
2: I was I like, did. yeah, that's true. <laughs> I I was I was walking by the hall when I was getting the key to set
0: up here. I was like. I wonder if she's here. I saw you walk by. were yeah. I and I started my GIA education after a trip to Tucson as well. I was working for Mullen Ellis, which is a local jeweler in Pocatello, and I remember I came here with Jonathan. I wasn't part of the family business yet because I was told to go do something else in the industry (laughs) before I came in, and. uh, I came with Jonathan, and I remember GIA had a, a show special or something for the essentials courses. And I said, I, I really want to do this. I really want to start this. I think this is really exciting. And I had to call my boss back in Pocatello, and I was like, will, will you let me do this? Can I do this? And he was like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, no problem. No big deal. I was like, yes. So I actually did all my essentials courses distance when i was working for the jewelry store and then i had to kind of go back and repeat them when i was on campus but it was great yeah because
1: she you came into the gg program already as an accredited jewelry professional as the ajp
0: AJP, yeah so So you
1: got extra letters yes
0: (laughs) and and jonathan and i are both uh uh registered suppliers with ags the american gem society and this year we will be turning into cgs
1: certified gemologists
0: gemologists after we uh reach a year reach a year yeah so that's exciting too and your relationship with ags is is always an interesting one because the founder is the same correct (laughs) yes and Really, he started with GIA as more of an educational thing. And AGS was kind of a group where jewelers could learn from each other. And GIA was the just the foundation, the basics of jewelry knowledge yeah. and right. gemstone knowledge. Right. And you guys work so well together with scholarships and, and everything like that that it's, it's pretty cool. Our industry is so intermingled. I yeah, so, thought you were going to say faceted. He oh, oh, missed, missed it. Our industry is so <laughs> faceted. <laughs> you can cut that in, right? <laughs>
1: And there, there are other opportunities for education. Obviously, we talk about GIA a lot. So, why don't you give us a little why? Why should why GIA and and how did GIA get started? Let's get a little little background and a little bit of the why.
2: Okay. Well, so I have a little cheat sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. The... Nobody <laughs> can see it. <laughs> no <laughs> no way. <worries.
0: laughs>
2: um, so GIA was founded um, in 1931, and it was founded as an educational institute. And so our first courses were really taught at that time. Um, Um, Richard Liddicote joined soon after that, like in the late 40s. And he, um, he really, he's now called the father, father of modern gemology. And so he really took the education, I think, to a different level. Um, And then that's around the time that GI created the four C's as well. So the four C's, you know, internationally recognized, very important to our industry. Um, And we issued our first um, diamond report in the early 50s. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that GIA's, Really, we're, we're three pillars. We're education, we're laboratory services, and we're instruments. And it's all driven by research. So mm-hmm. we research, you know, what is happening in the industry. It changes so often. Um, we have, you know, 50 researchers on staff, and and they're really just always feeding the information that it, we're, we're giving to our students and to our lab mm-hmm. clients and really through our instrumentation um, mm-hmm. for, you know, the assistance of the industry. So YGA, I would say that we're really the leader in, in all of that. Um, we, we spend all of our resources in developing the, the things that the industry needs by, by listening to the industry. Yeah. Um, it's not what we want to say. It's what it needs to be taught and it needs to be um, issued on the reports. It mm-hmm. needs to be developed in instrumentation. So yeah. um, I would say that um, yeah, I, there's I, no I, education like that.
1: Yeah, I think we, we should mention, too, that, that GIA is a, a nonprofit educational institute yes. so that's it's, it's not a it's not a private private college or university that's looking to make money they're they're looking to give back to the industry for what they collect
0: that's true yes. Yes. and i also think it and one of the things when you go to gia we don't you don't talk value there's no value of gemstone there's no value and and that's good it keeps the education pure right there's nothing skewed or anything mm. like that about This is the value of a ruby. This is the value of a diamond. This is the value of that. And I, and I think in some instances it's, it's better.
1: I'd actually say different. I think they talk about value. They talk about the value of I something they talk versus about rarity. Uh, yeah, but but value of one stone over another, but what they don't talk about is it's pricing. Per is is yeah. pricing. Yeah, yeah. Is is that okay, pricing, pricing. Pricing. pricing pricing they let the market and the industry decide what the the market decides what the pricing is. Yeah. But as far as understanding the cuz I don't want people to think, "Oh, I'm not going to learn about how to value stones no, in no, one okay. versus another. I it's more that. about yeah. it's more about pricing is what they they don't get into that. That the market uh-huh. decides that."
0: Yeah.
2: That's right. And I think that that's so oh, we do here, you know, why don't you teach pricing? And it's really that it's not we are job. to remain yeah. unbiased. The third yeah. party that teaches the education behind it. Yes. Um, and it's definitely not um, our job. And we work really hard not to make it our job. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> even I remember asking, well, I remember asking our professor Chuck in, in Thailand, well, well, how much did this cost? And he's like, Meh. <laughs> Meh. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's not my job. <laughs> it's like if you want to know go out and shop. Like right. and that's what you kind of have to do to, to learn pricing in the industry. You have to you actually have to go out and shop and compare pricing and, and see where where it stands. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was my
2: sister in law, who is not in the industry but loves jewelry, just yesterday we were out at the public shows, and yeah. she she learned so much just by visiting, you know, ten different booths and yeah. asking what is what is the price per carat of this, and then uh, you know understanding the the differences and the color differences, and yeah, um, I think that's and it changes, so yeah, yeah.
1: it changes very rapidly and from for almost from almost from day to day to month to month depending on right. what's found and what's available and what's in demand and yeah, all the, the things wants. so so pricing is pricing in, in color is is very difficult it's not like diamonds that it's all pretty a little bit more standardized yeah. um but i think the other thing is is that coming someplace like tucson or coming to a trade show if you're in the industry and can and can go to um wholesale only shows or retail shows you just start asking why why is it why is it that much you know i i and then I think it gives you a better understanding of, of value and why, why, the, why the rarity is what it is and the demand and availability and all those things.
0: I'm curious now after, you know, the whole discussion and you being with GIA, and after you attend uh, and get your GG, everybody comes out wanting very specific gemstones, I'm wondering what your favorite gemstone is or maybe what your first gemstone purchase was after your GG. Oh, my first... I don't buy
2: a lot of jewelry, actually. You uh-huh. like me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't remember what my first... Probably sapphire. Uh huh. Um, I do love sapphires. Um, and what you see me wearing is what I wear every day yeah. and I don't change it. Yeah, um, But, you know... Diamonds are always a girl's just, best friend. They really
0: yeah. are. Yeah, They're,
2: they always catch my it.
1: eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> diamond. Um, yeah, you can't I, go
2: wrong with diamonds. You,
1: you can't. You, you can't go wrong with diamonds, but just so boring.
0: Yeah. Um, I, they, they I grew sparkle.
1: up in the color. They, sparkle, yeah, they but, sparkle, but but that's where it ends. ends
0: I, <laughs> it's so funny. I came out like really coveting and wanting a cat's eye crisp barrel. I think everyone that goes through and the gets Gigi. their GG, like they come out and they're like, I must have a Cat's Eye barrel,
1: And then they find out how and much they, they cost. And then they
0: find out the price. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's nothing. I mean, I don't know about most people, mm-hmm. but when we just got our GG and we went shopping for a Cat's Eye barrel, I was like, oh, maybe in 10 years. Maybe so. in 10
1: years. And I think it's been about 10 years and yeah, maybe still in maybe years. in 10 more years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But we want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day here in Tucson to sit with us and and talk with us about GIA and the importance of an education and and what people can gain from it so uh again if you want to learn anything about gia their website is the best even if you're just interested in learning about a specific gemstone yeah there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of uh, availability for information right there on the website then you don't have to pay anything it's right there just to help just to help
0: i use it when we're prepping for podcasts if i need a quick refresher on a certain gemstone ga and go <laughs> down to Topaz and, and say, oh yeah, yeah, okay, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thank you so much, Kimberly, and uh thanks for tuning in to another episode of Jump Junkies. I'm Brecken.
1: And I'm Jonathan.
0: Have a great day.